I don't know, man. Here, I'll call him. Yeah, I'll call, call the yeah. speaker. Call him real quick. I mean, he, he knows must, what time to start. Exactly. I mean, like we've been doing this pretty consistently now. Oh, oh, ne- oh, oh never mind. Joined. Never mind. He's here. Wait, is he? Wait a minute. Crick? Oh, uh, he must. Weird. He must have joined in one of the stairs. Probably grabbing a glass of water or something. Oh, yeah, probably. Well, I guess we'll just have to find a way to kill some time. <laughs> Did someone say something about killing? What? Wait a minute. Who are you? Who am I? Is that Crick? You invited me on this show. It's gotta. It's gotta be Crick. It's got. It's gotta be Crick. Crick. I don't think we're doing any guests on the show yet. I don't think we're ready for that. I am not this Crick. You're not Crick. You don't know who I am. You're not Crick. You summoned who are me. You? you invited me here. We invited you. We did. On your last show. Crick? You said you wonder how hard death is. I'm here to show you. Death is hard. You think life's hard? You can see death. Wait a minute, are you actually death? No! I'm some hooligan in a mask, what do you think? Ah, uh, yeah, that's- If that's the case, what's that... it mean? Death's hard. I see, I see. This is, yeah, this, talk, this, boy. this has gotta be one, this is just, it's, it's either Crick or it's one of his neighbors, just like, broken, something. You, you, you think I'm a mortal? Yeah, man, this is immortal. This, this is uh, I am not no mere mortal. Well, I'm gonna let Crick some immortal weirdo is in his basement. This is ridiculous. We should have just done another episode with Seth. Lucy has the money to pay me for a Family Guy episode. Absolutely, man. Go ahead, do an episode with do an episode with Seth. I, I he he probably legitimately likes somebody. I, I don't know who you are, man. I, you are you wasted my time. You summoned me here by name. You asked me to be on your show, and I go out of my way of killing and slaying and slaughtering all the creatures to be on your show, and you're not even prepared. You're so busy, why do you go on Family Guy so often? Do you know how much money they pay me? <laughs> I can, what, have, I can what imagine is, what do you how need much money, money for? they pay you. I need new size from time to time, I gotta keep my jewelry tight. Frick. Yeah man, Frick. give him a call, this is just odd. Hey dude. You just got Wait, home? You just got like just got home? What? Hold on. There's nobody like in there, right? There's nobody around you? Like under your desk? Nobody creeping around. No, like you're the only one that's home right now? Uh, put put your headphones on before you hang up. That way, Wally can hear everything too. Okay. Or he he can hear what I'm saying as well. I just want to make sure he's got vocals with someone before. That dude didn't leave. 
that dude just dropped to the side and hid there. Oh, right? That's what you saw? The light came on. He didn't go to those stairs, did he? What dude? What are you talking about? I must there have wa- sound to turned off my computer and my light. Like there, wa- there, there, there wasn't just a person in your chair that was dressed as death. You didn't see oh, yeah, I missed them. that. No, no one. I didn't walk by somebody. What? That is crazy. This you're saying, you're, he, saying he's you're doing the a only bit. one that's home. He's doing a bit. Yeah. He's got somebody hiding down there he's, in the corner. He's playing jokes or something. What, what do you mean? You're doing the bit. This is that the th- is this the intro? Are you guys doing <sighs> this for the intro? Or are you gonna fuck with me and like, oh, death was in your basement, so you should be scared. And like, how do you are you afraid of death? No. Do you do you think he paid somebody to sit down there for three hours while we talk about random shit? Who know who knows, man? Who knows? But let's just, get, just let's yeah. get let, let's get to the let, let's get this going. Whatever. Okay. All right. Crick, you want to start us off? Yeah. All right, I'll give you a countdown in three, two, one. Welcome to Ma's Garage. On today's episode, join us as we talk about death and the duty of dying. Are we really dying or are our bodies more expiring? What's worth dying for? What are some of the different ways people view death? All right, so death, yeah. Yeah. About it. And the duty. Something's up. Something's up with your screen. <laughs> Something looks off. Yeah, I feel like this is normally like... <coughs> yeah, I've been weird. fine all day. It's really far, too. Hmm. That's weird. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, death. And dying and stuff about dying and the fact that we all have to do it it's our responsibility yeah that in taxes are the two guarantees <laughs> in life we've been told yep that's so true 100 one thing you can count on but then it comes down to how the person views death and kind of like what kev's question was like the different ways that people view death like people view it as the end people view it as a new beginning can people view it as like something that's negative that can end like a family per se like if like the breadwinner were to die then like the family can't recover per se and then you have some others that like that person dies and then that family does some things that they didn't do previously and they actually start to grow more because they don't have that other person that was essentially like the crutch yeah like the either the crutch or more or more of like the caught like the log that like the log that was in like the gears or something that's that's how nature works like the the one that gets picked off by the lions it's not the most fit wildebeest it's the one at the back of the pack it's the sick one it's the one that's it's so that or the the baby ones get more traditions or the baby um, but that goes back to its parents where its parents are they defending it they're gonna go help it there's tons of stories where the parent comes mm-hmm. in and saves it oh yeah you, you see you see those videos all the time where like oh. the baby is being pursued by the lion or the cheetah or whatever and like the mom will like or yeah mostly the mom will like slow down so that it can defend their baby and then the baby can escape and then the mom can escape because it defended the baby 
Right. And that mom is putting her life at risk to do that. You know what I mean? Like she is, could die in that instance, but it's mm-hmm. because she's put enough energy out there. She's had offspring. She's like, now my offspring can, and even if I don't win this battle, my offspring got away where they can go on for another day. It's because they so have, it's like death can create life. You know what I mean? Like death, just as some as that lion. Yeah. Maybe sad that he ate a baby, but if that lion doesn't eat the babies or other things, it's going to die. Like, Something's going to die. It needs, it's the it circle needs of life, fuel right? in order to, to live, like, in order to reproduce. And that's the animal mentality is live, eat, reproduce. Yeah. Even, mm-hmm. even like if you're vegetarian or vegan, you can't get away from it. You're still killing plants. Like we make it such a hard differentiate or differentiation between like plants and an- like plants and animals, but we do that with humans and animals too. We're animals. Why we yeah. got to differentiate ourselves? Like plants are just as much living. They can move. They can like, we're just choosing which living thing we're eating yep. and which one we think at the, is at okay the end of the, at the end of the day, well, we can be okay with like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I suppose we just, we realize that like, you have to draw nutrients from a level of life and like plants have life, animals have life and what, and of the food that we're eating is it, if it's not like a hundred percent synthesized and something that was like made in a factory per se, we're, we're drawing nutrients and we're drawing life and that's, what's growing our own life. Yeah. Energy is neither created nor destroyed. It's only transferred, right? Absolutely. Even, even in that factory setting, you're still drawing from the life force of the people who made that for you. They that dedicated too. some of their time that they'll never get back part of their life. That is also that true. You. That you is know? also true. The people who do this stuff for us. And that's why you have to be more appreciative about everything. Like that's We're in such a disconnected world from that as we don't think about that. that like people are giving their lives for the stuff that we get. And you're just like, okay, cool. Another thing. Another thing. Nothing. right <laughs> add that's, that to the list and mm-hmm. <laughs> a pile of growing things not to be used literally and it's a and it's a growing pile that will always be growing like i feel like there's no end but there is an end when you die and that's it doesn't matter true. to you at all well that's does it, it stop that pile from growing that pile just moves on to the next or gets dispersed to or gets other thrown piles. away yeah. Because they don't because care what it's about. It goes to another pile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah our garbage pile. Yeah. yeah. The death of garbage. That's of the I pile. Talking, I was talking to someone recently about like the art and they were talking about what they want to do with like their art after they die and different like pieces because like to them it has so much value. But someone going through their house is just going to be like, well, I don't want this. You know what I mean? Right. Toss it in the trash. And so it's like they know that they don't care after they die. They know they're not going to give a shit, but right now they do because <laughs> right. they want that thing to move on after they've died. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's that connection to our things, you know, but you really, are you it's, really going to give a fuck when you're dead? <laughs> I actually, do you know, do you I, know, don't anybody know. Who's I don't, dead I don't, I might really care. I might, like the Egyptians <laughs> thought it went with you. So that's why they sent them all in the pyramids. Right. It's like, here, take it all with you. Right. All <laughs> take your, your shit all with your, you. All your possessions. <laughs> like, we don't want it. You we don't want it. It. <laughs> it actually had me thinking about something earlier today. Like something that like I've been doing as a hobby. And I've told you guys about this, like, the area that I live in, people throw away things all the time. How I got my monitor, how I've found a couch, how I've fa- how I found a shop vac, floodlights, 
Like this list, yeah. th this I'm, I need to really write this list down and see how far I can grow this list. A snowboard for a, for, for a little girl learning how to snowboard. Like I found the snowboard and then we added some binding, some new bindings. And like this, she loves this snowboard. This is like, I've found so many things that have been thrown away. These people have thrown this stuff in the trash and declared it dead, declared it like this is the end of this thing's life. And then someone like me finds it, gives it new life and like gives it a new place. Like I plan to use these floodlights. We plan to use this shop vac. I am using this monitor currently. There's a, the couch that I, that I found my friend is currently using in her living room and it is insanely comfortable. Like <clears throat> all these things that it just, it astounds me why these people are throwing them away. And well, that's, and that's why I, that's one thing I really, really like about this, about this area is that you always have these things that are my dresser, a 10 drawer dresser, like all these just things on that the curb. just You're on the curb, two They're, new forms of life. They, they don't want to go through the trouble of fixing it and they'd rather just get a new one. Well, and not only are you, you giving that item new life. You're saving the life of the materials that go into that item, whether mm -hmm. it is the clearing of forests, the, the cutting down of trees, the whatever, but you refurbishing that desk instead of going out and buying a new wood desk, you're saving two lives with one action. And like, you know, by appreciating death and respecting death and like to them, it may be dead, but to you, you see potential and you see like a resurrection, like mm -hmm. you work with what you got. And I mean, like if, if I gave like a dollar value to these things that like, it adds up and this is all stuff that I got for free. Right. I put I, I, the level of my gas to get some, some of this stuff, which I put, picked up the monitor. Oh my God. I was so excited. <laughs> like when I had, when I found this thing and I'm just like, I cannot wait. And I'm very happy. I've got the adapter, like everything has been working with it. And I am just very, very thankful for that. You just made me think that's how vultures feel. They're like, people are going to leave all this like free energy just laying <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll do something with that. Like literally, you're just gonna leave literally. it here. I'm like, gonna swoop in. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that mouse. They're really the yeah. most frugal of animals. Right, animal right, right, right. <laughs> nah, that's not worth my energy. Nah, nah you can't throw that away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it also kind of makes you wonder, like, what if it was a law that you could not take other people's garbage? Like, what if truly, so when ridiculous. you throw things away. You can't do anything about that. You just have to see that stuff on the side of the road and then it's eventually going to get picked up and it's going to be thrown into this giant pile. I feel like if we had a law like that, that's how we get closer and closer to idiocracy. Right. Well, they already have something like that. They have a law where your product can only last so long. You know what I mean? Where it has like a certain lifetime. So it's like, they especially for your product think to about die, the so you phones have to buy that have stuff. such a small shelf yeah. life, like phones only last two or three years per se. Right. It's just, it's just insane. It's insane how the society that we have, that we've created, we just expect to have all of these new, all these new things at our fingertips, like, things can't be used and things can't be like on their last leg. Like it's gotta be brand spanking new and it's gotta work right Everything. now. Right. That's, oh my gosh. And that's where doing like even just random projects. Like I did this epoxy thing the other day and you know, it came out like crap, but then once I cleaned it up and did a, did a little bit of like the elbow grease work, it's like, 
Man, there's so much junk that I've seen in the world that this is probably all it takes to make it new again. Yo. There's a little bit of effort, and then it's back to life. It's like those dang refurbishing videos on YouTube that are just oh, so yeah. addicting because they'll just take something that's old and decrepit and beat down and it just looks like crap. And then you, you're like, and I want that. I want make that it so yeah. beautiful. Like, and just the process, the process, the meticulous, and just see those things restored, the restorative, like from death to life. And like, it makes you appreciate it. It makes you appreciate like. Mm-hmm. And I think that, at, I think at the heart of it, that's one thing that I really like about it is that like, all I had to do was, and I already had the power cord for this monitor, but this monitor was on the side of the road. It didn't have any cords to it. So as long as, and I, thankfully I had a power cord that fits it. Who are these monsters throwing these things away with without the power but cords? Right? I think it's because I used to watch those restoration shows. And like, I was always fascinated by like the process of like restoring something to its like prime per se. Like, I think that's what shows me. That's why I see the value in getting the in getting the stuff is that i'm giving it new life that the i'm gonna give it a spit shine per se and give it to give it a new home right. just because it's useful life is done with someone else doesn't mean it has to be done with anyone else well it might not be dead they just or got a new one else. yeah they got exactly. something new and to them it was done to them there's it's a new thing they don't want the old thing that's all it is is you need the shiny but like you said you know you just gotta buff it up a little bit clean it up a little elbow and, grease yeah a little care a little care and patience give, give a little <laughs> bit of effort right? yeah <laughs> we're so quick to just let things die you know what i mean and in a lot of aspects you know what i mean like we devalue things that aren't ourselves or aren't humanity and like we can disassociate ourselves from a lot of different forms of death if we allow it to i feel like it's been incorporated in a lot of different ways to kind of it's almost desensitized the word death and dying like the batteries are dead i'm mm-hmm. dead today i'm just dead i can't do yep. anything i feel i feel dead like do no, you that's... do you really feel dead or are you just kind of feeling less than 100 percent? like what sounds right. better and that's that's kind of where it's like a hard concept to teach like kids it's like yeah the batteries are dead so you put new batteries in and oh look it's back but it's like oh no no buddy grandma grandma's dead <laughs> Oh, she can just get uh, new batteries, right? Uh, okay. Right, uh, right. It works that way, buddy. <laughs> We're not quite there yet. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy to think about. I don't know. That's what's weird with our phones, too. Like, my phone's dying. It's dying. It's dying. And it's like, no, it's not. It's not dying. It's running out of battery. That battery's yeah. not even going to be dead. You can recharge it's, it. Like, it's so it's weird, draining. the terminology. Yeah, it's like draining. But no, it's dying. My phone's going to die. Like, that's such dramatic terminology about our phones. Like, why don't we just call that, like, uncharging? Right. Oh, my phone's uncharging. It's like, that's just disconnected. Sounds odd. But it's because that's all it only sounds odd dying. because we, exactly. yes. <laughs> like, we've associated with dying and death. And, like, because it's, your phone's so vital to people, you know what I mean? So to them, it is. Like, if my phone is dead, oh, my God, I can't do anything. I can't talk to anybody. I can't, you know what I mean? I can't check Facebook. Like, mm. To some people, that's their whole life is on their phone. That's true. And I and so another, they do another kind of thing die a little bit. that I think is mm-hmm. also funny, like some people die. will use like I'm dead in terms of like something like cracked me up to the highest degree that like yeah. it killed me. Like I died from laughter. Right. And there's also I died a little inside. Or or <laughs> yeah, like, so something, like, like uh, 
sitting through that. I don't like a, like a, like a friend, of, a friend of mine was going through her Instagram and she came across a post that was like something that was like insanely cute per se. And she's just like, I am dead. And I saw her like melt in the couch and I'm just like, it really did kill her. <laughs> and I think it might've, it was, I don't remember the post hundred percent, but it was like, a, it was like a dog that was like, dressed in something it was like a dog with like its owner something that was like insanely cute like even i thought i was like oh wow yeah that was, that's a cute photo you could die happy after seeing it right? <laughs> yeah that's another phrase you know i repeat that that's when i, I can die happy i can die happy now i could die i feel like we used to hear that a lot growing yeah, up yeah try to make someone happy nowadays <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why no one's <laughs> dying happy that's true. <laughs> you, think, you think about some people that have died and like you never had that chance to really ask them like do you feel happy about dying yeah because there's some people in my life that i wish i could have asked that to i feel like they would have not said that they were happy yeah like as and that's that could be even on like a bunch of different levels like are you satisfied with what you accomplished before this some people some people feel like they didn't satisfy some people feel like they didn't accomplish enough some people feel like things were taken from them or their life was taken from them that like it was out of their control but at the end of the day it's all choices that you make everything that's where oh go ahead no you go ahead oh i was gonna say that's just where death has become my motivation lately like i have a list of shit on my board that i stare at and i go you're gonna die one day you're gonna that's die one day and if you true. don't start doing stuff right now that stuff's not gonna get done and i don't want to feel like that when i die i don't want to mm-hmm. sit on my desk and be like what if i would have done that that's what how I, that's how I, you what have if, what if, what if, what if, that have what if. unfulfilled business and like the uh like some of the tv shows that like made like, like like made fun of it or whatever but like when like a ghost will not leave like the plane of existence because it has unfulfilled unfinished business and then if you if like something that it can finally like communicate to like that was the whole it was the um it was uh the show is called uh deadbeat on uh hulu yep. it's a hulu oh, yeah. yep. i knew it you oh my yep. god that, that show is awesome <laughs> because he was actually able to talk to the ghosts and actually able to like fulfill their like unfinished business and then they find that like they had the satisfaction that they could move on knowing that like what they wanted in their life was fulfilled in terms of like someone doing something or someone getting out of someone or some or something or like whatever that unfulfilled the business was it really it brought a new perspective to (laughs) valuing what you can do with the time that you have right the best part too is like he wasn't some well-to-do i'm gonna do all the right thing he was he some trying dude his who, hardest not to do it yeah <laughs> and it was it was just the it was the thing that he was given you know what i mean yeah. it was and just fucking... he was this he was the he was the person like every single every single one of the ghosts were all like you can see me you can hear me because they can't communicate to anyone else and he's just yeah. like oh yeah i can here we go <laughs> what do you Another need one. yeah but then i think but for the but then i think like sometimes he would receive like a level of payment like the goat like he always got comeuppance something always happens where he benefited from helping something it was always that good thing for a good thing there was that one ghost that was like yeah you're gonna get my fortune and then at the end of the episode he's just like so where's the fortune he's like the fortune's in the journey 
<laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god. But maybe that's the message, you know. That's actually that a was good his point. That's so, because well, that was his just, message. But like, that primed the guy, in me the is like, like, I need rent money, man. But that kind of primed in me a little bit though. Is just like, it is the journey. It's not that like you can feel unfulfilled at death because, like you said, there can be un- unforeseen circumstances, but it's the dedication you set for yourself in life because it's like you got to understand that unforeseen are going to be thrown at you and your plan's going to be able to assess and adjust. So it's like, you might not be able to attain that goal in the way that you thought you were would, but find a different, even if it's a small way to still attain those things that you're shooting for. And it's like, you can restructure that. It's the journey you go through and just living, living in the moment, like not fearing death, not straying away from it, not trying to get away from it, but just like, you're going to die one day. And that's a, just a fact you have to suck up and go on with and do what you want with it. But if you fear it, fear is only going to stifle you. You got to seize it. Just like you said, with the art stuff, you know, you want it, you care about that. You value that. You value that now. Nobody, somebody else may not give, and, and, and nobody no. else may care. Right about now, it. nobody does because nobody knows what it is, right. <laughs> you know? So but, no one gives a shit but me right now. No one on this planet gives a shit but me. But that same piece of art. How do, you, how do I convey my message to the people well, to not be even perceived that, as the same message? Not even that, but that <laughs> same piece of art. Going back to the journey philosophy of it is when somebody asks you about a piece of art, does the first thing that comes to your mind is how long describe, that, how long it took them to, describe, to make it? Is to describe why you did the certain things you did on there, or to describe the process and how you came up with what you came up. With. See, like, I guess it's the same thing, but no, no, it isn't. It isn't know? because I don't give them. I don't give with the process. I never talk about the process of how I did it because to me that's like a frustrating thing that I don't think I'm very aware of myself. Do you I always talk, talk about? Oh, I did that because of this, like because I'm trying to defend why I did what I did and why it's art. Do you ever <laughs> talk about the I did that on purpose. With... I swear. Do you ever talk about the process with other artists that'll appreciate it over yes. like non-artists? Yes. It comes Be- down yeah, that, that at that point it just comes down to your audience, knowing who right. you're talking to and knowing how to talk to them. Right. That's very true too. Like that's the thing is is like I don't expect someone to notice something artistic who doesn't look at a bunch of art. You're not right. going to notice the balance. You're not going to mm-hmm. notice the hues and the saturation. You might. You that may be another part of your life that you're in, like entered, but like I'm not expecting that out of you, you know, neither am I expecting out of someone who's a professional, but you know what I mean? I'm expecting more out of them than I am of them. Right. Absolutely. And you probably describe it differently, you know, to the different people yeah. when explaining your, especially because you've got some people that just quite frankly, don't care. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like you said, going back into it where it's like, I said, things get thrown at you. It's like with my pieces of art, like you said, they're messages. There's something kind of message that I've learned in my life that I'm incorporating into an art form. And it's like, you're right, because one of them started as a screenplay and now as a book. Because to me, that was the best way to try to get it out there faster for being on an experienced writer. And so it's, it is the, it's the message and how you want to go it. So like, yeah, I might've changed. No, I might not write a screenplay, but now I'm writing a book, but I'm still accomplishing the same first goal it wasn't to write a screenplay it wasn't to write a book it was, it was to get the story this idea yeah. yeah like and that's where it's to just where, this where's your intent idea. 
I feel like that's yeah. kind of the reason why like the creators of South Park started South Park because like at the time that South Park was started there was no animation that was really like it so like they were pioneers in like their own way and it yeah. just everything it grew to like they never they never imagined it was going to grow to a cult following they never no. imagined it was going to grow to a point that they were like able to like incorporate musicals which the book of mormon is one of like the top grossing musicals in the entire industry of musicals which i think is amazing yeah and, and all doing it with freaking cut out paper you know and it's like, and like the different movies that they've done right that's a conversation that every time I, I, I said this to, to a friend today and every time we say this, it makes me feel great. What we're building now is not a podcast. The podcast is just a part of it. We're building an empire. We're building something grander than that to mm-hmm. accentuate all the things that we want to do in life. Like this, this empire is our bucket list. This is our avenue to do the, all the weird things that we've always talked about and wanted to do. This and makes we're it- making that to fruition. And yes. to, and it to makes us, it yeah. seem like it's our professional thing to do the things we want to do so we can give a value and to a sense yeah, we have to do that much for yes. all of us to that it is okay to our friendship it's stuff. okay to do what you want that to do. too <laughs> you know like, going. That, like before we were doing the podcast and we weren't necessarily like communicating as much we still had our friendship but now that we're doing this podcast and we're communicating more like it's like our friendship level was like not necessarily on a decline, but just in terms of like energy of the friendship. And then the podcast just kind of brought it back. Dude, I, the same conversation I was saying, I said that to them. I said, whether nobody watches this show ever, I got to talk with you guys and reconnect with you guys every single week. And I've got to explore myself on some deeper levels that I've never got to explore myself by Mm -hmm. having conversations with you guys. That's a win like whatever reason I've already won. So anything else on top of that is extra, you know what I mean? And it's like, it is, it's true. Like, and it's like, I've been telling a lot of my friends, like it gives me, it gives me a lot of reason to look forward to like when I'm at work, looking forward to like getting out of work and like being able to like get ready to like get, like get my mindset ready for this. Exactly. Right. Like getting, getting out of work, coming home and doing some editing or like getting ready for the business meeting or like getting ready for this podcast and then getting ready for like the anime sessions. And it's just, it's, it, it gives Finding me something ways to look to make forward it to. So we can, so we can keep doing the things that we like doing. Right. And try to do less of the things we have to do. Absolutely. Because the sad, the sad truth, like any relationship have like, to do friendships can die. Relationships can oh, yeah. die. They can fizzle out. And like, I, I know tons of people who in high school, especially were like, you could not separate them and they don't talk no more. And it's like, I have no idea what the other person's doing. There are a lot of people in my own life that like, we used to be really social. Like you couldn't separate us per se. We were always like hanging Mm -hmm. out. Yep. Now we just don't talk. And and some of that's you growing into different people and going different ways. And, you know, you may be able to click when you guys hang out again, but you just don't, you're just grown in different ways. Like, yeah. The side of you is like it. I, Yes. In that, in that regards, like some people, like, I think like over time, like things happen that you're just kind of like, well, if we're not going to reconcile, then it is what it is. But then if things happen and then you reconcile, reconcile, you're like putting forth effort that you want to maintain the friendship. Yeah. Yes. You're moving forward. Right. And even if it's just some an type under- of progress, even if it's just an understanding, it's like, yo, like we don't, 
we may not be friends. We may not have to be friends, but we can just be cordial with each other, especially mm-hmm. too, if like you're in the same friend group and you have to see oh, the absolutely. same people. Oh, absolutely. Don't get along. It's like that, that shouldn't have to like- Why make it awkward group. for everybody else? Right. Because and I've, you, been, you in, I've been in some cases yeah. where like, I didn't realize some of my, two of my friends were like having a feud per se. And like seeing Behind them the have a moment at like a gathering that like I orchestrated that like not, and I, I invited them both, not realizing that they had just had like a thing. And it made me, it made me realize I need to do my research a little bit more ahead of having gatherings. And that or even if they come forward and tell you like, how are you supposed to know? Right. Yeah, like, you why would you even to, that to a degree? Yeah. Like, here's an invite. Here's the guest list. You don't have a problem with any of these people on this list here, do you? Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, Sign basically. Here. Yeah. Oh, you do. Okay. Then don't do come to the party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I guess it came, it come to, it, be like, cordial. Now it, you can now it's get just along more like knowing which That's of your that. friends don't get along to with point, each other. So you know which ones to invite and which ones not to. Right. But if they don't make that obvious, you're not a mind reader, right? Yeah. True true there is there's there is there is a give and a take there unless there were signs but we can't always see the signs either that's kind of like Depending, like yeah. with like with a family like when when deaths when someone dies even like commit suicide or something like it's not just hard on that it's like hard on the whole family it's it's a, an event for that whole person it's and a shockwave right yeah and that's because the same thing with the people- death of a friendship because like you have like when a friendship breaks up in a group and something happens between them two, they date the same girl or something, things and splits the group. It's almost like this turmoil from death. Like meteor death. impacts in small bursts where it hits waves and affects just certain people, you know? Yeah. Because it, it's, it's it's an explosion of energy that was there and now it's not there. And it's a blow to the trust of that that was built through that friendship. Yeah. Like when something like that yeah. happens where you're like, I don't know if I can trust this person. That death though can push you. It can be a positive thing though. It can push you towards people that you more that more appreciate you and you more relate with. You know what I mean? So that just or, because that doesn't end, is you know you could be put next to them because of circumstances. Most of our friends we find are because of jobs or school or because I've that noticed are, that that are related around you. Same even with relationships. And it's like convenience. Maybe you two don't get along, and it's like so maybe that's telling you to go find new friends. You know what I mean? Find people who more relate with you. Mm-hmm. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have some people that they don't have a lot of friends and you might be one of their only friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I would say that of myself, I don't have a large group of friends. I have a small group of close friends, but all of them, I could call in the middle of the night. All of them I could ask favors for, you know, I've helped them. They've helped me. Like, it's not a, like, it's not, a we don't keep tally. No. And it's, I swear, I feel like I talked to a lot of people when I was in high school and stuff, and I've met a lot of people over my years, but mm-hmm. and some outside I'm, I'm of these friendly, three, there's a I'm, handful, yeah. I'm friends with some people or acquaintances, and I'll hang out with them outside of work, and I'll go do things. But like to be my friend, friend to be like my good friend is I confide in you. Like I trust you with everything. Like and I may hang out with you outside of work. That doesn't mean I trust you with my house. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's right. kind of like, interesting how we find thing. those people. It is. And it's like you were saying, be like, yourself. You have be like, yourself. Like you 100%. have you have your friends that have been with you since day one. You have your friends that you got through school, college, per se. You have your friends that you've acquired through like work and then 
just like whatever other facets, like I think about like my circle and like how I still like have like a few people from school, a few people from college and like a few people from some of my jobs. And like, and it's not to say that like, if I saw a lot, some of my other coworkers that I wouldn't necessarily put in that same category, but if I saw them outside of work, I'm going to be cordial. I'm going to say, Hey, how's it going? Are you still at blah, blah, blah. Like we haven't talked. I don't know. Right. Right. Uh, And it just, it comes down to how you want to be like, I like some, like I'll have this conversation with some people that don't feel like they have a lot of friends. Like at what point do you ask yourself why? And is it, is it down? Is it, is it more of you don't want to start new friendships that you're willing to let existing ones die or that you just don't want to have friendships? You could also be be drawn to the wrong type of people or be found, keep pushing yourself into the wrong or that, like, you know, some people having things that happen outside of their control, but at the end of the day, you chose to have involvement with this person, but then you just, you would never expect what these people would think of and do to some of these people. And they just completely take advantage of some of these other people. It really like anyone can do anything at any time. And it's, it just makes me thankful that like all none of my other friends, of the same thing, right? like knock on wood, none of my other friends have ever like tried to stab me in the back or like tried to like double cross me or like done anything to like try and like do anything to me because I've never given anyone any reason. I can't say that. I haven't done as many of reasons that have given people reasons to have a level of resentment to me. That's the kind of life that I try to live is that I don't want to. And I understand that like to each their own, I can't change people's views, but I can try and control as much of my actions now to have less resentment with more people. And just be yourself inside of that though. Like, yes, don't, not everybody's going to like you though. Oh, of course. No, you know what I mean? That's just, that's, that should that's never it. be the goal. So of course, because then you can never be that. you, right? Yeah, of course. And, 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 and sometimes when things will happen, you, sometimes it just takes one thing, like one experience for you to learn from that you never want to be in that, that experience again. Yep. And that you question why you even allowed yourself to be in that one experience in the that first place. Or even how did I get here? Yep. Yeah. flashback real quick flashbacks of everything that led you and honestly, yeah, like, and, do, 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 and honestly do, do. just like having like my decompressing moments like smoking cigarettes and i think i've said this a couple times like i'll think of like good memories but i'll also think of like really really bad memories of like why did you allow yourself to do this like why did you allow this to happen like stuff that i was full in full control of that i just chose to do other things and it just astounds me the choices that i decided to make when you shock yourself at how many poor decisions you could make in a row. <laughs> that hurt. Ah, but sometimes that hurt. though you do. Ah, that hurt. Maybe this time it will hurt less. Ah, no, still the same. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> oh, That's- how many of those can you link back and say, man, and on that first step, I really second guessed it, but I went for it anyway. And like, <laughs> it just kept going. That's where um, the, the conversation I was having with my friend today, like, they were saying that like they were kind of in awe and like very kind of respecting that we 
have had a friendship this long and are still capable of sitting down and having conversations like that and are courageous enough to test it by going into a somewhat of a business-esque environment together you know what i mean and it's like that is because like, it is a risk but and it, but it was more than just the friendships lasted because a lot of people don't have friendships that last that long you know and there's so many people who i people do different things people move on and do other things yeah, right and so it's just like it's it's i appreciate that about that and us and i appreciate that about you guys you know what i mean like that's i don't, I don't know i've never really had good luck of finding people who can just come up with random stuff to talk about <laughs> as often as we can i that's and that's where i get joy man just talking about random stuff with people you don't talk to enough drug abusers <laughs> <laughs> Well, sometimes though, because I'll say that working at a dispo, they, that can go too far in the other direction. We get weird, but some of those can get a little more on a different level. But everybody's got their thing, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's where, like, I just I appreciate people's that- story more than I appreciate like what the story was about. Right. Like, like seeing telling- their emotion behind it. How yeah. much did you care about it? Yeah. Like, because you care, I care. You know what I mean? Like the emotion. It's just like you feed off people's energy all the time. You feed off people's energy in the work environment. Like we don't really care the story. We need your energy. <laughs> we need yes. to consume you. Absolutely. <laughs> that's what it is. That's all That's all talking is, is transferring energy again. It is, you know, it's just transferring ideas and little synapses and you're making little explosions in each other's brains, you know, like that was another thing she commended. It's like, she said, most other people that, she knows of our gender and especially our age group don't have the deeper intricate conversations like we do it's more about sports it's about you know more basic mm-hmm. things and cars and, i've noticed the same especially when i like, hang out with some of my other friends like what we're talking about the different topics like i know how those people are so i know the different topics that we're going to talk about and i know that we're not going to have very many like philosophical conversations per se because they're not a very philosophical person they are trying to find ways to sneak them in there but that's also something that we have in common that's what some of our uh, that's some of the foundation some of the foundation of our friendship is built on like some of those topics because it's just something that we've consistently followed something that's consistently had our interest exactly and yes, how we relate to one another. And that's where like the only other place I've had even close to that is at the dispensary that I'm working at now is, and it's always kind of happened at all dispensary. I guess it's kind of been like this is like, you have some pretty deep conversations at dispensaries. Like I can believe that as a group, like you'll just all sit around, especially like upcoming, like popular topics and all this other stuff, because you already all smoke weed. You're already, you know what I mean? You break laws and it's not always, it's not as all the taboos aren't there as much. So like, we'll just sit down and group converse about big topics and about deeper topics that you wouldn't talk about in a lot of work environments. You should just kind of nice. You should just have like a recorder, just like record, just like recording. And then awesome. So many different walks of life that are talking. Hit pause when someone walks into the store because that way you don't have to ask them their their permission if they want to be recorded. And then you hit play and then continue the recording when like it's only when there's like no one else in the like no customers per se it would be so nice it happens so organically though it's not like we sit down and it's like literally like sometimes not every day not all the time but you just got to have that handy some days right right exactly i need to have it in my back pocket but dude yeah even just just like use your phone just like hit hit record and then just like place it down 
Yeah, I have to tell them all though. Oh yeah, hey, like, they need to understand. Like, <laughs> they give you their permission, but you're just kind of like, I want to record Why this because we're having an organic conversation, and I want to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's very it's just so many different walks of life. It is very interesting, and best worth going back and listening to because mm-hmm. even our conversations, I. I get more information the second time we listen to and watch our videos. You know what I mean? It's like a you different level. Stuff. Yeah. And it's like, I can better, pro- cause like you've talked about too, is like, you're not in that battle of what am I going to say next? Or how do I respond? Or what do they mean? You can just like, listen. Just listen. All you have to do is listen, which is, I try to take in even more of my normal talking. It's just, there's no trying to hold on to the thought that you're trying not to lose. Right. On right. The tip of your tongue. Just being organic with it trying not to let the thought die <laughs> which can be really hard sometimes that's where i wanted to bring the writing stuff down into my normal life but i also didn't want to be that dude who's sitting there talking to you writing stuff down on a pad like right it just it depends on right, the audience and it depends on the setting like right. if i'm having if i'm having like a deep one-on-one conversation with someone and like hold that thought i gotta write this down <laughs> and anyway we were saying <laughs> That's the thing. That's that's well. That goes back to what you said. It's letting the fear of it come on. It's like fear of how what people think of you. Just writing down stuff as you're talking to them. Yeah. But it's you're writing it for your benefit. You think something mm-hmm. that they said has enough merit and importance that you need to write it down because it's something you need to remember later. Right. And if, it's, if you're it's, someone that carries a journal with you at all make times, a mental note and that should be something that's down. more acceptable. True. Yeah. That's very true. And especially when you see, like, if, if I'm a, if I'm having a conversation with someone and then they pull out their journal that I know that they have this journal and that they write down things, like, if anything, I'm going to feel a little bit more gratified that like something that I, I said, it. like, it, like, in, <laughs> yeah, like in, so in class, which I haven't bought, I don't even know if he even made the book, but in one of my, uh, uni- one of my university classes, Uh, the professor who was working on a book and he was like asking advice. He was like, I don't know how to start this sentence. And I'm trying to remember what I said, but I said something that just completely rocked his socks. He was just like, (laughs) that is perfect. That is what I was, that is what I was looking for. That's what I'm going to put in the book. I don't, like I said, I don't know if he ever made this book, but in that moment, moment, I just thought to myself, like, this is something that's been like eating at him all day. He couldn't figure out how to put these words in the right sequence for this publication. And then I just solved his puzzle. And that wasn't even your intention, right? No, I think, yeah. Cause I think, I think, I think, I mean, like we were all just kind of like giving him different, like, versions oh he of, asked you guys okay. yeah like yeah he asked he was like i need your guys's help like i've been trying to figure this out and like a few of and like a few people said like their version and then i said mine and he just he was just he was just wowed mm-hmm. nice and we were actually able to have class nice he's trying to do Damn a second you, job is what class. all the other students were yeah. saying <laughs> still i mean even still even still to this day like <laughs> he was the professor that like the other students like made fun of because he was a little bit different you know like he drove a really old car he at lawrence tech was always wearing like different school 
clothes. Like he was always wearing like a Princeton sweater and uh, his he and, he had, and he had a Harvard <laughs> sweater. Like he, like he had these other, and cause he, he legitimately taught at these other schools. And then he, oh, for whatever he, reason, right? chose Lawrence tech to stay at, and then just like got tenure there. Gotcha. Nice. That career didn't die. <laughs> no. And that, but, and as far as I know, he, he, he retired and I don't know what he does in his retirement now. I have no idea. That's the death of a career. When you choose to let it die, right? When, when is it, are there signs that you should be paying attention to? Are there like denials when you should probably let a career death die? What is it? The seven stages of death? Six, six stages. Six stages I think. Of death. Yeah. I like, think it may be because um, it's. it's the, I think you're. You're thinking of the seven st- stages of hell. Grief. Yeah. Grief. Acceptance. Reasoning. reasoning acceptance. Acceptance is the last one. So we're missing another one somewhere along the way. <laughs> we almost got there. Bargaining, reasoning. It's uh, just like when you put an engine back together and have extra screws, we're just more efficient. Exactly. We the other one's obviously need not needed. Steps. No. <laughs> and then you start using the product and you start realizing, oh, shoot, maybe I should have put that screw into that. Yeah, there's, so, there's something missing there's here. So, some, something that just doesn't feel like it's fully complete. <laughs> It looked like it was complete, but then you start using and you're just like, uh, maybe it's not. That got the nerves. Did you guys just see? Did you guys screen just glitch? What? No, my my screen didn't glitch. What are you talking about? He's, you're trying it again, aren't you? Trying to go back to this bit thing. He's 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 okay. doing something. He's doing something. Oh, man. oh, the weird person in my basement. No, I I the screen glitch. I wondered if you added like your computer to it or something. No, I didn't see nope. anything. I was busy. Air tambourining. Mm, that subtle air tambourine that is highly lacked in the air bands of today. It is. It is. It's such an underutilized tool. It can really bring. Dude, I, I, I remember together. learning about like the tambourine in like in like music class in like elementary. And like they, you you learn about it that early on, but then when you get into like actual like band class, like it's it's very it's very subtly used. Like it's not like used in every music piece. And I'm just kind of like, why? Like, like you, you teach it so early. And same for the recorder. The recorder yeah. breaks off into the flute and the clarinet and the bass clarinet and whatever you want to call it. like all the different ones, the piccolo, whatever. Like it. That's you, all I remember. You don't actually have just a like a recorder in like actual like sim- symphony band. Like the recorder is something that's, that you learned about as a kid. That's a solo instrument. <laughs> you go play mythical songs with that. And another interesting 
phrase that you hear all the time is like, oh, like that food is to die for. Like you got to go to this restaurant because you got to try these wings because they're to die for. Like oh my you gosh, would literally when a give new store your opens. life to try right. this food. It's yeah i mean like yeah, yeah they're dying to get in they're dying to get in don't get me wrong like the majority of the, the time when someone, de- when someone describes something out. as like to die for like it's typically pretty good and food's usually helping you live it's not obviously i'm not doing the opposite you know like but it's like what's actually worth dying for you know i mean like what val- what do you value enough as a person no kidding to give up your whole existence that you you've built this whole stack of bricks all together and you're just like oh this is good enough just tossle it all over yeah you know what i mean it's like and you and and then you have families that have like a family member that makes like a sacrifice where like in a way they look at it as like they gave their life for like the betterment of the family it kind of goes back it kind of goes back to like what way if they were like like kind of what we were talking about if like they if like the family felt like that person was like holding them holding the family back from doing something or if it's something that like like not like like sometimes if they didn't do it the family would suffer yes something to that degree or like if like the circumstance that was you have to surrounding be careful them with that didn't with happen. value though too because it's like some people can really think oh well my i'm holding my whole family back when they just have a very low self-confidence and so you yeah. have to be careful with that at the same time but definitely i agree like, and, it, this, and it it definitely depends on like the like you said the kind of sacrifice that they're making because you, because you think about some some people that are in like in like people that are involved with like the mob per se and they make a sacrifice that like they die, but the mob is going to take care of their family for the rest of their lives. Right. Like they go to prison and take the fall. That, yes. You, you also have people doing it for things that they believe in, like people who are police officers or um, military who put their lives at risk to defend like, you know, freedom or whatever the reason it is that they go to war, you know, defend like the people back home. And it's like, they're putting their lives on the line. They know Mm -hmm. statistically there's a good chance that they could die and they're putting themselves into those situations for the, for whatever reason they give it. And even talking about the military as a great example, like you are literally giving your life for this, for your country. Like you are putting your life on the line. That's why people are enlisting in the military to defend their country. And they, uh, they fully understand that they could get shot through the face at any time. And even inside of there's people who will jump on grenades. (coughs) Crew. There's tons of stories of that where people will literally dive on a grenade to save their entire crew because it's the value of their life. The value of their crew values more than just their own. So it's like, I can Mm -hmm. save many by, you know, eliminating sacrificing the one, but not everybody does that. That's not an, that's a hero action. That is a, that is in my eyes, in my opinion, define it as the action of a hero. That is someone who values the world more than themselves. I'm getting literally tingles right now. Like that, just, just thinking about someone like that, just like, makes this is astounding it's like you see the bigger picture mm-hmm. you see that you are no matter some people are valuable you know people are valuable but it's like at the end of the day like your certain actions can be even grander you can make big strokes big massive swiping strokes that can do great things as opposed to the explosion taking out multiple people it just takes out one 
Right. And then, but then it also comes down to like those questions, like, would you trolley pull, problem? Yeah. The trolley, would you pull the lever to kill one person or would you not pull the lever and then let all those 20 plus people die? Right. Like kill one or kill multiple. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, you still have to make a choice of killing. Right. Yeah. The act of not acting Period. is still acting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like hundred percent. And right. I think someone you don't make up, one. That is one. I think, and I think like, so they give you those two choices, and then a few people will come up with the third option, and that is to pull the lever and then jump in the way of the trolley, and take your own life. You wouldn't stop the trolley. Yeah, then you just then yeah, probably you don't stop. Guy. Yeah, the, yeah, the tro- <laughs> You take your you take your own life, but then I guess the, the idea is like <laughs> you don't feel trolley, bad about it because you're dead. You hate stops. this problem. Sees you. I'm not your test subject. And they're like, oh shoot, I need to move. <laughs> right. That, that dude just died. <laughs> Whoa! I should probably get off these tracks. Hey, you saved a life. You know that you did. And you then made the that choice on the trolley are just traumatized yeah. for the rest of their lives. <laughs> right. and they saw this person get why creamed on the Why did he just come tap, run at us, or yell, or throw oh, something? Oh god, that's almost like is there is there like some equivalent balance? Like it's like that. It's like if that. you save someone, does someone else have to die? Like those movies, Final Destination. Mm. Does someone have to fill the shoes because you saved someone? Did someone else die? Right. Or if you have, or if you have some people that just they feel like they've gone through an experience that like they just are not worth living, like the end of uh, yes. like like the ending of Hostel, Survivor's Guilt, where that girl, where that lady just jumps in on in the way of that train, and I mean she's got like her eye dangling, so I mean like oh yeah, it's not it's not a great scene that whatsoever, is- but it's just like he was trying to save you, he like legitimately you had to just get on this train, and there are medical professionals that can probably like put your eye back into place like he was saving your life and then you decided to take it yeah but to an extent the medical professionals probably couldn't take the trauma out of her brain at that that's point that she had and, and that's you can what, talk and that's to what it is you can battle you can. It, you the trauma I mean? like, alone it was like i don't want to live anymore and and that's what's hard is it's like there can be moments like that and those moments can be fleeting. And that's where I had to correct that. Or I had to say something with that with valuing, because it's like, yeah, you may feel like you're a burden to your family sometimes, you know what I mean? But they might not feel that way about you. And they especially probably don't feel like that way about you all the time. You know what I mean? And there's different ways you can bring value. And even no matter your situation, there's different ways you can bring value. Like for instance, her, she's been through a terrible fucked up like instance. If she can overcome that, Think how many people she can help and talk through the other fucked up situations that they've been through. It's just like my life. Like I want, I wouldn't change a moment in my life because it's given me the tools to work with the world in the way that I want to, you know, all the good and the bad, the people I've had to deal with my entire life gives me that tool to work with more people like that later on, you know? And it's like, it sucked then, but that's done. That's over. That's the whole deal of you learn from your experiences. Like you have, like people go through a traumatizing experience and then they just let it dictate the rest of their lives. Or you can become, you can grow, you can grow stronger after having experienced said traumatizing experience. You can help others recover and grow stronger after experiencing 
said traumatizing experience, even though some in some cases is an experience that you don't want to be recurring. But at the end of the day, people are messed up and things are going to happen. But it's better that if there's someone that that person can talk to that can actually like help them move forward and be a contributing person to society Empathize. rather than someone that from. just locks themselves away, that just right. ref- like shuts the rest of the world out because they feel the victim. Yeah. And, and that could be a period of it. You know what I mean? Like you can go through those times. That's where it's like, cause you are a victim. Yeah. I mean, you get the drive. You screwed you over life and slapped I mean, you in a freaking face. You know what I mean? It, it does it to us all. And it's like, sometimes that can really knock thing. you the fuck down. Like, and it's it like, can. what do you do with that? I hate to, but you have I hate to get to, back up. Eventually, I hate to right? put like levels to. of right. judgment on people's traumatizing experiences, but it's like, I've, researched and read about so many different people that it's like they had a traumatizing experience but they grew stronger from it they read a they wrote a book about Mm -hmm. it and they're trying to help people realize that they don't have to just stay shut in these rooms that they can live successful lives after having something happen that can make them stronger it's all mindset is your past all how you grow and how you advance and your next move Right. It's like that classic saying philosophy. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. The closer, yeah. the more they, it hurts got, you, the stronger you become stronger from it. After they didn't you know? get killed. Yeah, it's just like the same they'd thing. On, it's like, they'd be on their last leg of life, but then they recover and they're much stronger. That's yeah. even getting ripped. Like if someone's getting ripped, you're literally tearing the muscles so they can really grow on top of each other. You're pushing yourself to the other limits where you're tearing your body to its utter limits so that it can grow stronger. You know what I mean? Like we're Saiyans. <laughs> 100%. That's what you do with that. That's what you do with that energy. So many avenues that you can go with that, you know, and we're all capable of the same thing so, to an extent, how we, how extent. we utilize our energy, you know, I mean, when if, you strip away the money, strip away the skills, like learned skills at the core, we're all, we all start. Yeah. With when you look things. at it in terms of like, we're all people with a body with human essence. Right. Yes. And you can do some form of the thing you want to do. You know what I mean? Like you're, t- you want to do a You might not be able to find a way to exactly. incorporate it. Right. Like it might not be to perfection. It may not that, but you know what? Some people might listen to you. Some people might appreciate that, or it might inspire people that, wow this dude needs to do this so bad he's not even that good but he does this every day he's i'm pretty sure every day nine times out of ten that's how the greatest innovations come from it's the person who doesn't know what they're doing but they're going to find a way to make it so they can Mm -hmm. do it yes it's like it's like that and it's like that girl that you were talking about that on that on that other episode that she's been playing violin her entire life that she wants to do something different because she finally has that ability right Right. You like it's your life. You know what I mean? And like, that's where I feel we get caught up in that so much time. And it's like, that's down the road. And the what you're supposed to do and stuff. And it's like, right. Living under other people's standards. Why am I so unhappy when I have all this stuff that I was told if I had, I'd be happy? Yes. Because other people told you that. Like, you got to define what you need to surround yourself with, who you need to surround yourself with. Just because they told you you that's what makes you happy, you got to decide what makes you happy. Right. Stuff 100%. is a dangerous thing to use as a make me happy. It is. Oh yeah, it's because 
nowadays they make stuff for just about every single level of satisfaction that human needs. Yep. And, it and can they be make it in your house in two days. Yes. And yes, it can be delivered in your house very quickly. It's an instant gratification, you know? And that's where I feel like too, is like, we were talking about this today too, where it's like, um, like that's where I feel like we fear death more as a culture too, is because our need to analyze it. Because one of my friends was telling me about, like she watched this video where they compared a rugby match to a football match. And it's just drastically different because like during the football match, it's on this yard, this and this, and this guy and this, and this are all his stats. And then they're telling you every little bit of the knowledge of what is going on right in front of your face. And on the rugby match, it's like, isn't a nice day today. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that was a great play. It's, they don't need to sit there and rub their ego and tell you how much they know about sports. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, hey, appreciate what's in front of you. And like, that's how we are about death too, is like, what happens when you die? What are we going to do when you die? What is it? You're going to die. Whether you know what happens afterward and all, you're going to die. You're not going to stop Doesn't it. Matter. You're not going to prevent death. Death is going to happen. Yep. Stop the analyzing ending, it. The ending do. result is going to do. be the same. Do stop something it, before it comes. It. Right. Yep. Know it's yep. coming at some point. Mm-hmm. Like if you flinch, and you let fear take over, you know what I mean? Like death isn't something to fear. It's something that's around I mean, us constantly. It's the only reason we can eat. It's the only reason that we can live is because of death. And it's like, we don't need to be afraid of it. It doesn't need to be taboo. It doesn't no. need to be something we can't talk about. Like death is an everyday existence. And I think that what makes it harder on us as people is because it is so taboo. We don't know how to handle it. We don't know how to handle death. I mean, technically, if it makes people feel better, technically we're all dying right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some faster than others. To, a, to yep. a degree, we are all dying consistently. Well, we, tomorrow's we have a not even promised. Ticking. You could get yeah. in an accident tomorrow. You could choke. You could whatever. Like something could hit the planet tonight. Yes, on, everybody knock, could die. knock on some wood. Yeah. I could. I could be involved in an accident <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> dude. It. Yeah, Kev. You said you had a freaking uh, a branch come down in front of your car. Like, it was a tiny tree branch, but dude at speeds it doesn't matter like deer kill people like all that like it's yeah there's so many ways that life is trying to that kill time, you <laughs> that time that deer ran into your car right oh my god was, was out, nature was out for me that day you know some like, something some or, or maybe that deer just felt like you know what i've had it and this thing can <laughs> do it and i'm gonna I'm run right into it <laughs> oh man Trying to decide to change his mind. He got up and walked away. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> See no, I'll give it another go. <laughs> <laughs> you thought Man. you thought your car was tough? What well, that's a good point, too. It's like I wonder if that deer had the same thing that happens to people. I wonder like because people can die and be resuscitated. You know what I mean? People can die for like they've had a like few minutes. minutes, a few minutes and brought them back. There was a one lady who was frozen for hours. It was a young girl who was frozen for hours. They like, froze her. She she went out like wandering in the snow. Like she got out of her house and like fell into the snow and like froze. And they found her like a little, a couple hours later. And like, they brought her to the hospital and like unthought her. And she's like survived. Incredible. Yeah. That is incredible. It was not believe first, it or not. But I guess I think it, it was actually, actually it comes down to person like, if you're, if, I guess if, if you freeze, like, yes, the heart stops, but then if you can re if you can, resume that heart if you if you can resume that heartbeat like 
that well, that's how they, you get it back on. Hibernation but, works is just it slows your heart rate down, so your metabolism yeah. slows down, so you age slower. Technically, you're kind of I don't know if that's technically, but I feel like you're aging slower because your metabolism is going slow. Now, are there say are there any reports on how much brain activity that woman lost from the length of time that she was dead? I, I feel like I wondered that too, and I don't I don't think they she said it she had any long-term lasting effects besides some uh frostbite not yet right but so it's like yeah which so i think what happened to her is she didn't fully die or lose oxygen i think she went into almost like a hibernation state where because you're still breathing her body still, went on power saving mode exactly like that's what hibernation is it's just slow things down what's important what what things do i need to focus on just like, off the, the non-essential functions it's kind of like keep this kinda, show going it's kind of like an alligator and a crocodile. They can like underwater, they can like slow their heartbeat down to like one to two beats a minute. To better utilize their oxygen and their blood flow. That's awesome. Well, well, when they're underwater. So they yeah. don't. Like, because they, they don't breathe to, air above yeah, water, right? They don't need to That's... take in the oxygen when it's only beating at like one beat per minute. They don't need to react. It, it was incredible to learn about interesting it's crazy the human body when you think of it like that well that's I'm the, like that's, an engineering that's their, shortcut. that's their cheat code that's hey i can't breathe in the water i'm not going to develop gills so i'm going to learn how to not need air like that's wild now think if humans could do the same thing well not yeah. not need air but how to need better yeah. how to better determine where it's going to get used to and there are like it's more efficient there are some like personal exercises that you can like control your breathing that you can like slow your heartbeat yeah Yeah. so i was actually watching a study on this uh, a couple days ago and it's about this like uh college in california and they all and then what they study is the relation between your heart and your emotion and the fact that because everybody like disconnected that when it went to science all your emotions in the brain and stuff like that but they said well, every time that your emotions change, your heart speeds up and your heart slows down. And there's different things that associate with that. And one of the biggest things I got from that is the way that you can take yourself out of emotion is a deep breath. Just that simple deep breath naturally slows Mm -hmm. your heart. So, and that's true is when you're, when you're angry, when you're flustered, when your heart is racing, you know what I mean? And And how often do you hold your breath as you're, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's anger just, blown up or something. Breathe, you yeah. know, and it's just what you tell kids and so too. Is just take a deep breath, stop crying, just breathe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just take it in for a second. It's not nearly as bad as they're making it out to be, right? Just breathe. And it's, and it's simple too. It's so crazy that we just got to remind ourselves to breathe. We're not doing it efficiently enough to keep ourselves oxygenated, and it's just we're too busy. We're too yeah. busy to breathe. Yeah, we're too busy. <laughs> <laughs> nobody got time for that (laughs) and that's the same thing with food you can take out all your primal functions like like food like i'm not hungry if i'm super focused on the project you know i will i'll forget to drink where i'm super dehydrated by the end of it and it's like i am kind of killing myself to do this thing like i am taking away all the necessities that i need from life as like a trade-off if i kept doing that for three more days i'd be dead you know what i mean like right it's just you just forget you get lost it's not important life isn't important <laughs> life isn't important when you're focused you know well life is happening that's why you're too focused yeah 
yeah. You're too focused on creating whatever life you're creating here. I, I had this what conversation about video games with relationships where um, like, like they'll go into the room and try to say something to their like spouse or something like that. And they're just like, you know what I mean? Cause they're so entranced in the video games they are off in this other world where this partnership that they've developed is just like, you know, second seat. And it's just like, it's this disconnect and like life can, you can p- pull yourself in and out of life when you want to, and you can disconnect from yourself from life when you want to. And that's where you, you got to be careful of how to be conscious. Yeah. Be conscious of when and who you're doing it to mm-hmm. and yes. what you're doing it for. Right. If you're escaping, and that's nice. And you're, you're going to escape all the time and you're going to slowly lose your normal life yep. by escaping. You're, you're slowly starting to kill off your normal life. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're escaping, to but you're probably escaping for a reason, right? But the thing is, is, is you're escaping instead of dealing with something. At you know what, what I mean? Yes, yeah, you're dealing at, with something. At what point does things, your but... reason become an excuse? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's where I think for me a lot is my reasons are usually excuses. Like even I was thinking about this as management. It's like, if you know what something's done and like you didn't do it this time, I don't need some big elaborate story why you didn't do it. It's like, Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't do it. I'll do it next time. You know, yeah. it's the same thing I try to do with myself as I try not to give people excuses or reasons for why I did all the, Hey dude, whatever reason that sorry that happened, I won't let it happen again. You know what I mean? Cause that's all they want to hear is like a dude. That's not they your just normal want to, actions. Yeah, they, they just want to hear that you recognize that it's something that is not your norm and that you're going to work better that it doesn't happen again. As long as you're just like, hey, sorry, it happened. We're going to move on. Like, that's different than like, hey, sorry, it happened. I'm not going to let it happen. Like, it's on me and I'm going to grow from this. Right. Now, oh, well, this happened and then this and then, oh, man, you wouldn't even believe this. And then it's like, that's kind of how it was at some of the other places I would work at where it's like you would it's like something would happen. It's like, oh, yeah, it is what it is. Like, yeah, it, ha- it happened. Like, what are we going to do? Like, go back and go back in time and make it not happen. It's like, right. I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, you're not receiving the message. Like, I need you to recognize that it happened and recognize that you can't let it happen again. And there are people in business, though, that don't appreciate that about life, who don't like, where I feel like that's where some of that comes from, where people will be like, you should be a company, man. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that your mom died or this happened and da, da, da. you should be here tomorrow. You and should have planned like, for this. Yeah. And it's mom like, should have planned for this. It was actually, right. it was actually really interesting when I was working at um, one of the places. And uh, like when my, when my father passed, I was only out for like, I think two or three days of like the five that they allow you for bereavement. So they were like, you don't have to be here right now. Like you can go home. You can go the entire five days for bereavement. I'm like, I'm good. I did my That's bereavement. Awesome on them, though. I know, for, like it was for, for respecting like, that and just that was like that was something different about that company where I was just like, they really do care about care about like your mental health. Like they were telling me like I should be I should be bereaving, but like I'd already done my bereaving. Nice. And that's good for good on you for being aware enough of yourself about that. You know what I mean? Like so many people aren't self-aware about their own emotions and digesting, especially something as hard as that. Like, yeah, that's huge. And you know, I couldn't even, I don't even know how to imagine what, what you went through. And that happens. I can't even begin to guess what I would go through with that. And 
it's something you deal with it as it happens. It's not yep. so, like, it's not something that like I could just, which now that it's happened to one, I have been thinking about what happens when it happens to the other, but even ahead of the time, like before this happened to my, before it happened to my father, like I wasn't readily thinking like what's going to happen when my, when my dad's not here. Right. Like right. that's, that's not even a thought that crosses your mind. Right. Did you think about that not at all really. when you were young? Not as much. So, so that's where something that would keep me up every night. I would think about, I'm going to die. My parents are going to die. Everybody in the world's going to die. Dude, I couldn't sleep. I was just like, don't let all these people die. When are they going to die? And like, at the same would, time, I wouldn't sleep for nights. That's why you, you have to be very sensitive when you bring death into the picture for like a child, because you, you still want that child to believe that there's a reason for living. Like, yes, everyone's going to die, but buddy, that's the joy of us living is that mm -hmm. we're all going to die one day. And what are we going to do with our life that we have to live? See, and that's never a conversation that was had with me. That's a, that's a, that's a ideology that I had to figure out later on my own. Mm -hmm. like, Same here. Like, even come that we so I'd have that conversation with hunting is where we had that. Like you need to kill other animals to sustain yourself just as you would with plants and farms and everything else like that. You don't kill stuff just to kill stuff. If you're going to kill it, you're going to eat it. You know what I mean? You don't just kill to kill. That's not the point. You need unless, to have you're, a purpose. unless you're over right. in Africa poaching, which is messed yeah. up. Yeah. And it's like. You need the horns and stuff yeah. for your wall. Or then, right. or even take it a step Completes further. Room. Someone that just kills endangered species for fun. Yeah, or even people's pets and stuff for fun. Like just you know to, just mean? to like, mount it on their wall. Like I killed this. Mm -hmm. It's it's literally it's it's an ego thing. It's a pride thing. I have power. I have power over this because I killed it. And that's where serial killers come from too. It's usually a mom issue where they have something against their mom and they felt no control over their lives. And like this is their sense of control over society. This is their sense of control over women. This is their sense of control. And it's because at the end of the day, we things. all just want to feel like we are in control of what we're in control of. But that's where I'm trying to do the opposite. I'm trying to feel okay with not being in control. You know, this, it's take a step back. Okay, what what do I? There's a degree. There's a degree to it. Right, like, right. You want this, like you want to know. Over. You yep. want to you want to, exactly like you can control the decisions that you make. You can't control the decisions that other people make. Yep. Right. And you have to accept that. And it, vice mm -hmm. versa. You got to remember the vice versa too, though. Yes, that you are controlling the decisions that you make and then they affect other people in different ways. Oh, absolutely. Like you are fully accountable and you have to hold yourself accountable and you have to apologize and you have to make up for your actions. Like so many people are like, oops, I did that. Well, let's move on. Hope no one noticed. And it's like, dude, like you can still make up for it just because you fucked up doesn't mean you have to stay fucked up. Like 100% actions. Like you can, you can fuck up and admit to it and better your action like make it not as much of a disaster to somebody else's life how do you can you actually contemplate all of those decisions though all the time like all the ripple effects i guess that's you going can't. back to like the you, butterfly right that's where i'd say it's your intent Mm -hmm. like you it can say you that, can yeah. say That's whatever true. you want 100%. and people can interpret a thousand different ways but if you have an intent behind it when someone questions you you could be like oh well this is what i meant by it and this is yeah. why i meant it and this is where i'm coming from and i'm sorry it made you feel that way but I'm that not was sorry that it happened i'm not sorry that it happened i'm sorry yes. it made you feel that way 
but I did this for this reason because I had to express this or I had to get this out and maybe listen to them and, you know, take an accountability so you can better express yourself the next time without having that same interaction. Or maybe they're just super sensitive because of something that happened in their, you know, childhood or their life. Right. There's all different factors. And that's where it's just like, especially if you want to have a conversation, conversations are hard. That's why there's so much stress behind them. It's like to have a comfortable conversation, you have to be respectful and understanding. And because you just and, don't know how that other person's going to react. And you got to be, yeah, that's yeah why and you got to be willing to listen to what they have to say having too. that conversation. And some people take it to their grave. Yeah, that's where a conversation could just die. You know what I mean? If there's nothing, there's people aren't giving into it. Both people aren't contributing to it. It's just dead air, you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. Not everybody carries air instruments with them. (laughs) Just break out into an air band. Yeah. What did we learn? So what I've kind of grown to understand then is it's not so much the way people view death it's how the death affects them and how they go about dealing with the death i think this helped me understand what's worth dying for is usually the people that we care about and it's a value that we have to put on for ourselves. it's not always people because sometimes it's animals and things what else but it's it's the things that we care about that we value it's it absolutely in my opinion is that our bodies are expiring but that's what gives us life and that's that's what like that's what gives us like the motivation towards doing things with our bodies while we still have them functioning what yeah give me a sec i'll be right back guys all right we'll come up with okay something all right. Oi! Who puked in the van? Oh, shit. Coming, Ma. Sorry about that. Where'd you guys go? Well, I guess we're not ending this podcast. Well, much faster is Santa Claus than you. Don't make me show you a sling. That you'll never forget. Did you say sling? I said sling. I am not Santa Claus. I am not imaginary. I don't want else. I don't follow around a red-nosed reindeer. <laughs> I pull the fat men. Okay, hypothetically. Hypothetically. And want to keep taunting me, I'll show you what I can do. Right. I'm just curious. I have a curious mind. I'm sorry. I wanted to. <laughs> I'm gonna re-record my thing real quick. Damn it! I just fucking got it. Um. Oh, I'm totally. Oh, I am totally I using that. I am. T- I think this helped me understand 
the value of mother dude kevin go man i need to compose myself for a couple minutes i don't know what the fuck is wrong with me i had it all together in my mind uh what you got kevron okay so let's talk about death baby let's talk about you and me let's talk about all the good e-e-t-h if you doubt my powers, I will end you in this entire show. You'll see. You'll see. We'll see. All right. Bam.